that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. What is going on, Lake Show family? Aldo Ray here. Welcome back to Lake Show Take. Guys, what an interesting past two games the Lakers have played. Never would I have thought that the Lakers would go into a double overtime game against the Pistons. And I definitely didn't think that we would go into an overtime against the Thunder. I even mentioned it in our Lake Show Take uh, IG on, on, on our story. I mentioned I couldn't even remember the last time the Lakers were in a double overtime game. And quite frankly, now I can't really even recall when is the last time the Lakers went back-to-back -back, uh, games in, in, in overtime. So quite an interesting uh, past two games the Lakers have played. But... All in all, the Lakers were able to capture the W. Uh, they were able to beat the Thunder um, at a 119 to 112 clip. The Lakers now sit at 19 and 6 and are currently on a five-game winning streak. So it's really great to see them uh, starting to get some some wins in. And even though it's been, it, it, and even though the Lakers have had to put in a lot of work in to get these last two wins, at the end of the day, uh, a W is a W. So I'm. I'm happy that they were able to take care of business, but I do hope that they don't start to get into the habit of, you know, taking teams lightly. You know, we saw the Lakers do an amazing job in the beginning of the season. I would say the first 10 to 12 games where they were blowing out teams. So they have to have that same type of mentality moving forward. They do face the Thunder again tonight. So hopefully they learn from their mistakes and make the proper adjustments uh, on the floor. But the things that I want to talk about in today's episode was just uh, the struggles that they had um, in this Thunder win. Now, the margin for error when it comes to sub-500 teams like the Thunder, like the Pistons, the margin for error, you know, is is quite small. Uh, it's something that, you know, the Lakers maybe could, they, they can afford to lose, you know, some categories, whether that's maybe points in the paint, whether that's rebounding, you know, because with, with teams like the Thunder, the, the, the Lakers have so much talent that they necessarily don't really have to worry about so many categories in terms of winning them, you know? So if, if the Lakers are able to just buckle down in like the last, you know, five minutes of, of regulation and just take care of business, then their talent is just going to speak volume and their talent is just going to overshadow uh, teams like the Thunder or just teams that you know are are just slightly above uh, 500 or maybe below 500. So, uh, but yes. So, the things that are the categories you know that the Lakers struggled in this Thunder win were rebounding, turnovers, and three point shooting. Uh, and if I and if I recall correctly, you know the Thunder they were getting multiple offensive rebounds, and that was something that kept them in the game. Besides the Lakers turning the ball over uh, multiple of times, but you know the the Thunder they're not the biggest team in the league, and they don't have the biggest guys to get re uh, rebounds. Um, I guess if you would. The only argument that you can say is Al Horford, but Al Horford, you know, he isn't the type of player that he once was. So the Thunder, they, they were getting rebounds from their guards. They were getting uh, rebounds from their wings. You know, a lot of these offensive rebounds were coming, uh, I guess, from the three-point line. You know, a lot of these guys were starting from the three-point line and just crashing the boards immediately once their uh, teammate went up for a shot. So 
uh, yeah, the Thunder did a great job on crashing the boards. Uh, their guards did an amazing job crashing, crashing the boards, and that's something the Lakers can't afford. And I guess you can say, you know, maybe if Caruso was out there, he would have done a better job on containing SGA or Diallo or any of their other guards. So uh, between, uh, I would say, uh, it was Diallo, SGA, and Baisley. Between those three guys, I believe they had about 30-plus rebounds between those three. And... Uh, Baisley. Baisley had about 16 rebounds. Uh, Diallo had about five offensive rebounds. And SGA I, I had about five to seven rebounds or something like that. So yeah, but, but between between those between those three, that, that's something that can't happen in Wednesday's game against the Thunder. That's something they have to adjust. And 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 just like I mentioned, you know, a lot of these rebounds came from their guards and Baisley, I I know he he's not a guard. Um, he's a six seven six eight forward, and he can rebound. Uh, but for the season, he's averaging about six seven rebounds. So for him to get sixteen, it's really just about energy uh, at this point. Rebounding is all about effort. It's all about hustle. It's about who wants it more. And you know that's something that the Lakers have to do better because at the end of the day, it is about energy. And if it's someone that I want to praise. Uh, for that hustle energy, it, it's Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma has done an amazing job being that guy just crashing the boards. And whether or not he actually gets the ball and actually uh, possesses the rebound, the fact that he's crashing the boards and the fact that he's still uh, making uh, the play alive, uh, that's that's the best thing that the Lakers uh, can get from Kuzma. Because if you're keeping that play alive, it might not show on, or on the stat sheet, but that is such an amazing uh, asset to have in Kuzma for him to have that energy, have that hustle and, you know, make that extra effort to keeping the play alive so the Lakers can have another opportunity uh, to score a basket. So yeah, rebounding has has to be better. So uh, in, in, a, in another uh, key area, I would say the Lakers have been struggling in is the three-point shooting. And oh, I'm I'm sorry. Well, before I also get into the three-point shooting, I'm sorry. Just going back to the rebounds. Uh, one last thing I, I just would want to say is that you know we know that the Lakers are a rebounding team, and and we know without 80, 80s presence out there, you know we do lose about nine to ten rebounds a game. But again, it, collectively as a unit, and just like I briefly mentioned with Kuzma, Kuzma is putting in that hustle. If everybody can just collectively bring in that same energy and hustle then we can make up uh, you know those those rebounds so uh it, when it, during for the season the lakers they're i believe number 7 in rebounding and the thunder are i believe 13th uh in the league in rebounding so again that margin uh between there you know it shows that the lakers are the better rebounding team so the lakers really need to focus on on, on boxing out and you know making sure that they have a a eye on their on their guy because you know there were you know times in this Thunder game where whether it was LeBron, whether it was Schroeder, you know they had they were guarding uh, their their guy on the perimeter, and and that and that perimeter guy just uh, went straight to the basket with with LeBron or Schroeder just just looking uh, at the basket and not sticking uh, to their man. It can be easily adjusted. So moving on from from rebounding. The Lakers need to handle their three-point shooting. Uh, we saw that in the beginning of the season, 
the Lakers were able to be a better three-point shooting team than what we saw from last season. I believe last season, you know, we were in the middle of the pack of three-point percentage. This season, I believe, we're number six, number seven in three-point shooting. I think I think we're, we're shooting between uh, about 40 to 41 percent. So it's, it's really good that the Lakers, you know, have made this drastic improvement in their three-point shooting. You know, as of late, we have seen Caruso, we have seen KCP, and others, Schroeder, Kuz. You know, these guys, you know, haven't had their, their stroke from the uh, three-point line. And, you know, as of late, we've seen LeBron have a career year in his three-point shooting. He's shooting about 41, 42% for the year. So I don't think it's fool's gold. I don't think it's a fluke at all that the Lakers, you know had this uh, great stretch of three-point shooting. I believe if the Lakers can stick in the top 10 in three-point shooting, I think that will do wonders for them. So as long as they, they, they stick it into the top 10, uh, I think they'll, they'll be completely fine because this 9 of 38 shooting from the three-point line is just atrocious. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's going to take some time for everybody to heat up again. And we, we did see Matt Wesley Matthews have a great game. He had about four threes in this uh, clutch performance that he had. You know, LeBron and others were able to find him in the corner. And he stayed ready. I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, he was able to have a, a great game. Uh, and again, with, with with turnovers, you know, so we, so we talked about the rebounding. We talked about the three-point shooting. And now it's the turnovers. And this is something that I've mentioned many, many times where it's been very frustrating uh, to see the Lakers telegraph their passes or, you know, force turnovers that shouldn't even be forced, you know, or unforced turnovers in that matter. And, you know, that's just something that they, they just can't afford. They can't just keep handing the ball over, you know, to the opposition. It's it's very, very frustrating. You know, there are many times where we saw Schroeder, we saw LeBron maybe doing a little too much and they were dribbling you know between a crowd between two players and you know we saw it I mean we saw the ball get loose so that's definitely something they have to clean up and I believe when we do see the Lakers play the Thunder on Wednesday we will most likely see these adjustments uh, I, I believe the coaching staff does a, a really great job and you know allowing the players to see their mistakes so yeah with all that being said oh oh another and I guess to cap it off on a positive you know, the Lakers were able to get on the fast break, and that's something that uh, has to be a consistent manner as well. Uh, the Lakers, you know, this is something that we saw from, from last season and, and up until now. You know, the Lakers are an amazing team once they get on the fast break because they have a lot of, you know, weapons that they can go to, whether it's LeBron, you know, coming at you at full speed, going for a dunk, going for a layup, LeBron going down the middle, maybe alley-ooping it to AD, or you have Schroeder controlling it on, on the fast break. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, the Lakers, yeah, have many weapons to go to uh, on the fast break, you know, maybe kicking it out on the two or three. So I'm, I'm very pleased that, you know, they were able to get fast break points. And going back to, I guess, the points in the paint, I, you know, this has been a huge topic, you know, for the Lakers this season that we have been giving up a lot of points in the paint. And, and that just has to do with, you know, Mark and Montrez maybe not doing, you know, the best of job that we would hope uh, that they would do. You know, we, we I think in this case we are missing a little bit of of uh, of Javale and Dwight. And looking at at the at the minutes, um, Gasol's averaging about 16 minutes. 
Montrez is averaging about 23-24 minutes. And last season, Dwight was averaging about 18 minutes and JaVale was averaging about 16 minutes. So last season, you know, we saw the coaching staff half the minutes for, for the center spot. And I think they did a great job. And, you know, that's just because JaVale and Dwight together, they did an amazing job doing the dirty work that AD shouldn't have to do on a, on a consistent basis. I believe that we've seen AD play the five spot quite a little bit more from quarters one through four instead of uh, AD playing the five spot maybe towards the end of the third and end of the fourth quarter. You know, that's where we want to see AD, you know, finish at the five spot. You know, we, we can't let AD play the five spot throughout the whole game. If he can play the five spot for maybe 10 uh, I yeah, I would say that yeah, like between the seven and twelve minutes. I think that's a great minute restriction uh, for AD to play the five spot. So I, I believe this is where the Lakers possibly have to get another center. We're seeing Mark have some troubles, and you know Mark has done he he he's held his own defensively. You know he plays the the verticality game uh, pretty well. He's really good with his hands, but you know we, we we're seeing that you know he isn't the fastest guy out there, and that's something that we. That we didn't know coming into this, but you know, there's also times where Montrez, you know, he's a little too small, you know, to be out there, and we see Montrez necessarily not closing games, or you know, him just not getting the opportunities uh, that he should maybe receive. But again, that's just because it calls for you know different lineups, it calls for different opposition on who the Lakers are facing. So I think the Lakers need to find another center to alleviate. 80s workload it's it's going to be interesting what the lakers do but i think the lakers should definitely look towards a center not a guard and not a wing and you know this goes to show that you know ad i mean look at him right now he's unfortunately injured he has an achilles injury it's an achilles tendinosis is is what they're calling it and you know with this diagnosis of, of of ad you know i'm i'm slightly concerned because I'm hoping that AD is conservative with his treatment. From what it looks like, it seems like a tricky injury. You know, there's probably going to be days where AD is going to feel maybe 100% mentally, but, you know, body, maybe not necessarily 100%. He needs to take the precautions. He needs uh, to rest because, I mean, let's face it, you know, we're in February. You know, we don't need him right now. If, by all means, if he took two weeks, three weeks, even a month, to just rest and to recover, that is perfectly fine. I know that sounds scary. I, I understand, you know, we're, we're losing our second uh, superstar for about a month, uh, potentially. But, you know, that's just something that, you know, the Lakers have to, you know, take precautionary reasons. I mean, we saw firsthand what an Achilles can, can do to a player. You know, we saw that, unfortunately, in Kobe Bryant. You know, we, we saw him struggle coming back from an Achilles injury and you know maybe it was because also you know he was 34 but the point is is that the Lakers just don't want to take the chance in playing AD when there's no rush for him to to be to be coming back so I think it's important that the Lakers get that center I've been thinking about it and I think the Lakers should maybe look towards a guy like in in Hassan Whiteside. You know, he hasn't been getting the minutes that he's been wanting. You know, he doesn't have that. um, He doesn't have really a significant role on the team. It seems like Luke Walton, you know, really likes uh, Rashawn Holmes playing that five spot a little bit more consistently. Uh, I believe Whiteside is only playing about 
14 to 16 minutes and with his skill set, I don't think that they should waste his talent for, by sitting the bench or by playing 14 to 16 minutes because there have been games where he even had a couple of DNPs. So Whiteside isn't eligible to get traded until the 25th of February. So that's coming up. You know, maybe the Lakers can maybe, you know, call in and see, you know, what the market is, you know, for Whiteside. Maybe the Kings are looking for maybe a couple of picks. The Lakers, I know they mortgaged all their first round picks to the Pelicans, but the Lakers do have a couple of second round picks. And most likely it's going to take maybe a couple of second round picks to get Whiteside. So, uh, and plus he's on a cheap deal. So, yeah, AD needs to get the rest. Lakers need, need to get a center. But... With that being said, guys, let me know if there's anything that I can do to make these episodes uh, even more engaging with you guys or if there's anything that I can add to make it a little bit more fun. But, you know, this is this has been something that's been incredibly awesome for me to do. I, mean, I love I love doing this. I love talking Lakers basketball. And I, I hope that the Lakers uh, do make these adjustments going into Wednesday's game. You know, we are and <laughs> a lot of things keep coming up, guys. I'm sorry. But uh, we did see Morris come in and, you know, take over the starting job, you know, for AD. But I believe it, Morris didn't have the energy and I don't know, I guess the want of being out there as much as I thought it would be. You know, he did have four to five DNPs uh, prior to coming into this game. But that shouldn't be an excuse because we saw Wesley Matthews have that same uh, scenario where he didn't play for like the last four or five games, but he came out there as a veteran. He came out there with energy. He, he stayed ready. He was locked in and hit multiple big threes for the Lakers. So I think Kuzma should be the starter going into Wednesday's game. Uh, I think that's going to bring uh, some energy in, into Kuzma. I mean, statistically, Kuzma has shown to be a better player when he's starting. So I'm really excited to see Kuzma get that starting job. But overall, I believe the Lakers just have to have a better sense of energy. Uh, and I, they just have to create havoc immediately uh, for, for the Thunder. You know, they have to wipe out that belief that you can't give teams like the thunder teams that are sub 500 have the belief that they could win this game you have to crush their hope and just blow them out as as as, as fast as you can and i know that's easier said than done but you know with teams like this you can you can remove that hope immediately especially when you're the champions by all means guys again i, I appreciate the, the support thank you so much for stopping by to today's episode i really hope you guys enjoyed it but until next time i'll talk to you guys soon take care much love